Good morning, it is Monday the 21st of September. I'm Ben O'Leary here for Marks Today once again to have a look at the week ahead with you all. And what was looking like a quiet start to the week has turned into a bit of a busy Monday morning with our market now down around 33 points or 0.56% around what the futures were suggesting but almost 30 points below where we traded for the first hour or so of our session as a few corporate releases add a bit of spice to the market. The tech sell-off continued in the US on Friday night with mega cap weakness taking the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq to their third straight week of declines for the first time in a year and that sentiment has flown into our market this morning with our local tech names weaker but they are certainly not alone as all of the sectors outside of healthcare and energy are trading in the red. Harvey Norman is among the best performers after a trading update showed aggregated sales revenue up 30.6% on last year's number for the period from July 1st to September 17th showing that that boost in retail sales has flown through to the third quarter. They also flagged a profit boost of around 185% in their unaudited preliminary accounts for the third quarter, although it was coupled with a lot of accounting jargon. Elsewhere, Zip is up around half a percent after losing one of its directors, and New Zealand is down half a percent after saying that no trans-Tasman flights will occur until March. Qantas and Sydney down a little over a percent in sympathy. IAG is up 1.2% after appointing a new CEO in Nick Hawkins, effective November 2. And Magellan Financial Group is down 1.5% after confirming that it will join Barclays and become a founding investor in a new homegrown investment bank, Baron Joey Capital Partners. Although the market has now taken a turn, there was a little bit of positivity this morning from a Commonwealth Bank upgrade to the economic outlook that suggests the recession is already over. The bank economists are now suggesting the September quarter will see a 2% rise in GDP up from their previous flat estimate, followed by a 1.8% rise in the fourth quarter thanks to the expected Victorian opening. And speaking of the Victorian reopening, there was a bit of optimism around that this morning too, with Victoria recording just 11 new cases yesterday, the lowest number since the middle of June and the 11th straight day of new cases coming in under 50. The number puts us Melburnians on a path to having restrictions eased in a week's time, though it does appear unlikely that anything beyond the planned reopenings will be considered for early release, as Premier Daniel Andrews labels today a great day, but reiterates it is too early to open up. Having a look at the week ahead and there is really not much on the agenda. A couple of late results are about as interesting as it gets on the corporate calendar and there isn't a whole lot going on in the economic world either. It leaves the focus squarely on the market itself as it threatens to run out of steam and we wait and watch the next stage unfold. Of those late results, New Farm on Wednesday is the first to report. They announced an expected impairment of around $215 million on their European assets and got an underlying EBITDA range of $290 to $300 million earlier on in the month. The news actually pushed the share price higher for a sell-off over the last week or so, but the stock has been a poor performer over the last couple years, moving top left to bottom right, which certainly isn't what you want to see. Neither Washington H. Sol Patterson or Brickworks have provided anything much in the way of guidance leading up to their results on Thursday, but both companies have been trending nicely since they bottomed in April and are now pushing their way back up to their pre-COVID levels. Outside of those results, we have an AGM from Linus and a Capital Markets Day from Ansel, as well as the Macquarie China Conference and the Virtual Denver Gold Americas Explorer and Development Forum that will see presentations from a host of our local gold names. You can find the full list on our website, but among those presenting today are Northern Star, Evolution Mining and Regis Resources. Dividend season is winding down with all the major players having already gone X. This week sees a smattering of small and mid caps alongside a couple of bigger names in Adelaide Bryden, Car Sales and Regis Resources. You can of course find the full list on our website.
On the economic front this week, we have a speech from Deputy RBA Governor Guy de Bell tomorrow, and that's pretty much the headline in a quiet week economically for Australia. There's some chatter that the speech could be used to guide markets on what other tricks the RBA might have up their sleeve to support the Australian economy, but that remains to be seen. Outside of that, we just have the Combank Flash Manufacturing and Services PMIs for September on our local calendar Wednesday, and elsewhere there are nine central banks scheduled to have policy meetings this week, a few Fed speakers in the US, and Japan has a bank holiday today and tomorrow. We also see a host of regular economic drops in the US, such as existing home sales, house price index, weekly jobless numbers, new home sales, and durable goods. As always, you can find the full economic calendar on our website under the calendars tab. On the media rounds this week, you'll find Marcus and Henry sharing the duties as usual on ABC 774 in Melbourne with Virginia Trioli at 10.25 each day. Marcus's strategy piece and podcast will be in the midday email for the rest of the week. Henry's scheduled to be on AusBiz at 12.30pm on Thursday and Chris at 9am on Friday. And Henry will be back on Ask an Analyst this Friday at 5pm on our Facebook Stock Discussion group after having a week off. So get your questions ready for Henry. And we'll, of course, have an On the Couch podcast ready for your weekend listening out on Saturday morning. And that's all from me. Have a great week and we'll catch you next Monday.